Welcome to season five of From the Rookery End. Five years, Michael. Incredible, isn't it? Um, really incredible. Yeah, Mike's here. Uh, I'm John. Uh, Jason's not here. We've given him a extra pre-season holiday to make sure he's really ready for the season to come when we do a proper podcast. To be fair, if anyone should be reported for pre-season training, it's you and I, John, just <laughs> looking at our, uh, our waistlines. Well, we're not professional footballers, though. Well, there is that. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we did our first full-on podcast at, at the uh, at the Bolton game with, uh, with Jason back uh, at his full fitness. Um, but we're currently at uh, Boreham Wood. Aren't we, Michael? Yeah, and uh, how magnificent. First of all, the first thing I saw when I walked in, it was a little bit late, right, just in time for kick-off, saw a massive video in the Watfordshire. That was the start <laughs> of your eyes. Um, I, I don't really get excited about pre-season friendlies, but uh, that, that got the pulse racing. But what a beautiful evening here in uh, here at Boreham Wood. Glorious, uh, glorious scene, decent crowd. Watford looking very smart in their new kit. It kept you very, very quick still. Uh, but we're losing 1-0. Well, it's, it's, it's an early game, it was a simple mistake, but you want to make mistakes, I think, at this point in the season, so you sort them out. It's about getting a bit of football into the legs, isn't it? For them and us, John. <laughs> and I think probably Coventry are the highest calibre team we've, we've come up against so far. Uh, so this is our, our summer catch-up podcast. We'll be uh, having a chat about uh, how things have been going over the summer, maybe the most important man and the big talking point, Mr Troy Deeney. We'll have a catch-up with, uh, with Frank Smith from the Watford Observer and see how his summer's been. Mike, you went to Brazil. I did. You did fun in Brazil, Mike? So you went to Brazil as a, what was it, a fan ambassador? Fan ambassador for Sony. Great products. <laughs> um, yeah, doing, a bit, doing uh, reporting on my experiences for Goal.com and Sony. It was absolutely fabulous. Two weeks in Sao Paulo. Um, just superb, yeah. Unbelievable. Two, two England matches? Two England matches, yeah. Went to see uh, England against Uruguay. The uh, <coughs> fateful England-Uruguay game, which we lost 2-1. You have to say, though, incredible atmosphere. The whole thing about a... A lot of you listening will have been to, to World Cup games before, but if you haven't, it's sort of it's it's uh, it's like the most important game you've ever been to times a hundred. The atmosphere surrounding a World Cup fixture is is almost impossible to describe. It's frantic, it's bubbling, it's exciting, it's um, noisy, it's nervous. It, it's just absolutely everything really boiled down into one, and it's the whole day as well, not just the game. It's, as soon as you wake up, you know something special is happening that day, and uh, and it's. The thing about a World Cup or any tournament is that there's supporters of every nation, no matter where you are. Doesn't matter if none of the if, if that team aren't playing in the city, there's always supporters there. But on on a, on a match day when you're playing, it feels like it's your turn, and that's amazing. That feeling is brilliant, knowing that your team's in action that day. So, yeah, saw the England Uruguay game, which despite the result was a superb experience, and then very surreal one really going up to Belo Horizonte for the for the Costa Rica game, which was dead rubber, nil nil. Um, England fans made the most of it, made a good old racket, lovely stadium as well. Um, so yeah, two two games. But that was really that was really a sideshow, really. That was just a part of the whole, whole thing. Was it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> the, 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 the World Cup's over. It's done. Four Don't years away, uh, and the Watford season is about to start. And, and it's lovely catching with you, Mike. And, and we've already around the crowd. We've seen uh, we've seen Paul from Denver. He's already over. Catch up with him in a bit. Uh, plus David Cameron Walker, our friend from uh, We're Going Up podcast. He, Walker fan. He's also just catch up with our friends. Brilliant, isn't it? Football's back. You can smell it. Could be the onions, but... <laughs> From the rookery end. By Watford fans. For Watford fans. 
we're behind the Coventry goal and if you look very closely Mike on the Watford bench is one Troy Deeney the Leicester spotted Deeney yeah. he's exactly. still here he is still here yeah for how long is the big question I mean, but I'm surprised he is still here at this point yeah I think um, well, I was talking I can't remember who I was talking to about but it's funny that people leave their non-international player business till after the World Cup uh, it just feels like it's all sort of happening a little bit later and you would have thought if someone was coming in for Troy they'd have probably got it done and dusted by now um, are, you, are you saying that uh, Chelsea were trying to get rid of David Luiz before he absolutely <laughs> 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 fell apart during the Germany yeah. game for Brazil uh, incredible yeah but yeah he is and um, we're, what are we now a week away uh, yeah so 10 days 10 days away from the start of the season and um, yeah it has to be has to go down as a surprise that he's still here he's after the amount of interest he generated the amount of teams who you'd have thought he would be suitable going to perhaps the, the teams who've gone up um, and other teams who are looking for strikers there's plenty of interest um, and some big numbers been banded around as well huge um, so all in all a pleasant surprise that he as you rightly say is, is stood there on the, uh, on the sidelines if he did go he'd go with our best wishes though wouldn't he oh absolutely he's done incredibly well for us uh, the last two years he's scored an incredible amount of goals he's been the first person to score 20 over 22 years in a row since, since Luther Bissett did it a long long time ago if you look back um, through the history books Watford actually haven't got a, a very rich history of, of, of number nine storing great deals of goals so for him to turn in the level of performances he has um, especially bearing in mind um, the level he was at when he joined you know there were very, pretty Ooh. limited expectations then of course there was the, the minor blip which saw him uh, detained uh, elsewhere for a little while so to come it's back holiday. Yeah. Um, and yeah, people could argue that he owes us something for, from that point of view because Watford stood by him and, and he repaid him the best possible way by uh, paid us the best possible way with decent performances um, which is what we as supporters wanted to see from him after, after what was a pretty bad incident for the club um, but yeah I think if he was to go you've got to say well you deserve your move you, you've scored consistently worked your heart and soul into it clearly on you go on to the next thing how much would you want for him we've heard six six and a half seven and a half million bids being rejected I think no. I've always had it I think that's at the end of last season I like it I love it if he beat our transfer record and I think going. I think it'll have to do that now I think we're at a situation where people who yeah, that's not a very good challenge well I'm punished by the record um, I think you'd be you'd be looking at 10 million now I think that feels to me judging by you can never quite tell how much other teams have bid but I think the, the, the Pozzos have made it very clear that they're playing hardball they don't, they don't have to sell him um, and 10 million I think is the magic figure I think if someone gets someone gets close to that then, then he'll probably be go and, and really with a business head on rightly so as well um, we're, we're watching a pre-season friendly game here there are some fruity challenges going in what's to say the first game of the season Troy Dean he steps out on the pitch breaks his leg what's to say for whatever reason he has a poor run of form uh, and only scores four goals in the season the fact of the matter is Watford will never get another £10 million off of Troy Dean no I, 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 you know, the only time they would get another £10 million even more offer would be in January where a bottom of the league Premier League team would go we need to do something let's pay a little bit more above what he's worth yeah, he's and pay it had a very very strong start to the season yeah absolutely I, you know he is I think at his peak of value yeah, absolutely. Um, but because he, we need to sell yeah right we, we don't have to sell well we feel like we don't have to sell I don't know if the Pozzos have to sell football clubs cost a lot of money we haven't sold that many players well, still, we, we used to have to sell players to stay in business nothing's really changed we're still in the same business 
there is an element of there will come a time when Watford has to start paying back some of the some of the finances that have been ploughed into the club. Now people will point to the amount of transfer fees that the Potsdam family have paid, which of course is, is what nothing. But on paper, but look at all the money, look at the debt they inherited from the previous regime, look at the East End, look at the wages that, that these guys are being paid. And somewhere along the line, these players are either are, are bought in, whether it's to Udinese, whether it's Granada, or it's to Watson. They are paying an awful lot of money. Look, you look out there, you've got Abdi, you've got Pudor, you've got Vidra, um, you've got Toza. These guys are, 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 are top, top class footballers and will be, on, will be on decent money. That money's coming from somewhere. Um, and so far, really, all Watford has, has given the Potsos is, is probably a minor headache, well, quite a big headache in, <laughs> in sorting out the mess before. Um, planning issues and getting the, the stand sorted. Um, and, you know, that's it. So, really, they're going to, Watford have to generate something for them, and, uh, and Troy Deeney looks like the obvious, obvious chance to do that. So, Dave Ham Walker um, from the Wigan Up podcast. If, if Troy Deeney left, would it be a massive, massive loss? I think any team that loses a striker that scored 45 goals, something, you know, 40-odd goals in the last two seasons. You've got, you got Pitcher. It's, it's a big loss. You know, Pitcher coming back is a real real positive for us, but will he be as good as he was last last time? He had that purple patch in the around sort of in the winter last time where he couldn't stop scoring, but it tailed off and he had a, you know, a really disappointing season at West Brom. Is he going to be up for it? Is he going to be as confident? We're playing a different system, it looks like. He might be a central striker in a 4 3 3 or you know, out, out wide, maybe in that sort of formation. It's not going to be the same, I don't think, mm. for him as when he was playing up front with Deeney. If Deeney leaves, it, it would definitely be a loss because Deeney's been a you know, force of nature for us, really, for the last two seasons. He's improved so much since since the, um, since the, the start of the, the Zola season, really. And, uh, you know, I, I think he will go. Um, and I think it will be a big loss but it doesn't mean that we haven't got enough quality in this squad to still be up there and challenging for promotion having a, having a better season than last time but, and also I suppose the thing to say is that if, if and when he does go it looks like we're going to get an awful lot of money for him yeah. which you think that you know, if we are looking for a quality replacement there'd be you know, the funds available there to, to go and find one but also I think 10 million if, let's say for one of a better number um, if that did come in we would yeah, previously maybe if you start going for the three, whatever, well, we have to sell someone else again fairly soon. Ten million for a number that means you don't have to sell anybody, you know, very very quickly just to sort of keep the bank manager happy. Yeah, I think I think I mean, as you guys have mentioned many and have been at pains to say many times, the health of what the football club off the field financially is as, as good as it's been for many a year at the moment so those pressures that we used to see every every summer to sell players you know aren't necessarily there we still can't turn down an offer of 10 million for a player no. I, think, I think it's important to address David what you said about money being available to, to invest in a replacement I just don't think that's the the model that the Potsos employ I don't think if we if 10 million came in that you, you, we can expect to see a hefty chunk of that being sold because that's used because that's, that's just not how they operate I think we've seen Ikalo I'm not really sure how, he, how to pronounce oh, it Ikalo so he's, he's arrived on loan and I think if Deeney were to go I don't think we would see anyone else come in now I think we've, we're absolutely stacked to the gunners with, with strikers and that's just not how they operate that money will go into the pot to, to keep the ongoing project going which, which as I mentioned earlier requires an awful lot of cash to keep going there's three top 
top level clubs with a very very sophisticated scouting network and so on and so forth and the whole thing takes a lot of money so it's just about keeping that pot topped up I think and that's what we can expect that money if it transpires that he is sold that's what that'll be used for I think if anyone expecting to see that reinvested in a, in a big name striker is, it will probably be disappointed and Paul is going from Denver Paul um, you've been how long have you been a Wolfsburg fan? longer than I care to remember ok now you, you sound like a bit American but you're not actually American are you? that's true I'm born in England ok and you've been what for years now if we're talking Troy leaving can you liken you know the effect that you feel if he did go to a previous player another player that you know the worry about him leaving so I think the obvious parallel in recent times would have to be Danny Graham in terms of a leading striker that was responsible for the bulk of our goals one season and decision disappeared before the next season it left us all with a bad feeling I think that, that's the parallel that, that I would draw immediately but thinking in terms of the actual impact on the club I think more, even more recently would be the uh, exit of John Eustace and Jonathan Hogg at the beginning of last season yeah, which yeah, at yeah. the time I don't think we recognised well, I think their impact on the way that the team played and our inability to, to replace them adequately during the transfer window until, you know, to some extent, Thorne came in and then uh, obviously Tozier coming in a, a little bit later on towards the end of the season. But the, the impact they had on our season last year, I think, was greater than we perhaps realised at the time. So it'll be interesting to see if, if Dini does leave, whether it'll have as big an impact as I think we, we all do. I think, from my perspective, the potential impact of the new uh, tactical formations, the ability to switch from a 3-5-2 to a 4-3-3 uh, may have a greater effect on our, uh, our story of this, this coming season than, than the absence or, or even the arrival of any one player. How many competitive games of football do you reckon Troy Dini will play for Watford this season? 35. Oh, OK. <laughs> David, how many competitive games of football will Troy Dini play for Watford this season? Uh, big fat zero, I think. OK. Mike? Yeah, none. I'm going to go three. Three? Four to 35. Yeah, well, do you know what? I think, <laughs> I think it's either going to be naught or a lot. Okay. And um, I think three, it's sort of, left to say, it's just betwixt and between there, Johnny Boy. <laughs> uh, but he's still a Watford player. He's warming up, and hopefully in the second half of this game here at Bournemouth against Coventry City, we will see the magic that is Troy Dean. From the Rookery End. Subscribe via iTunes, listen on Audioboo, and find us at fromtherookeryend.com. So it's half time now at Bournewood. Um, still 1 0 to uh, Coventry. I keep, I keep having issues with that, saying we're at Bournewood, Coventry, Watford. Anyway, Watford are losing. Yeah. Uh, I think we have to get used to that. No, 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 no. Still got the pre season training. Yeah. Uh, and we've uh, cut with uh, Frank Smith from the Watford Observer. Hi, Frank. I'm okay, thank you very much. Good summer. Yeah, all right. Yeah. 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 Through the World Cup? Do you know what? I didn't watch as much of it as I probably should have done. I was sort of sorting things out around the house. But I had a lot of loo days, which was very nice. <laughs> I made the most of that, spending it with my daughter. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, been all right. Been a good time. Yeah. Um, now, we, we, this is my second wife's with us in Auburn's game. Yeah. You've seen a few more. Yeah. Um, firstly, we've got a Watford team. That's the third year under the Potsos. Are you excited about this Watford team as you have been the last couple of years? I think every year I've been excited. Last year, I fell into the trap of being adamant we were going up. You know, we had international who looked great on <laughs> YouTube and uh, in the friendly games, and Mr. Cunha had heard great things about him. And yeah, I fell into that trap. This year, I think the, the optimism is based more on um, 
you know, card hold facts if you like, more sort of, uh, I think, is it just two of the signings haven't played in the top two flights of England before? I think Paredes and uh, Igala, I think all the rest have played in English football, so you kind of, and seem to have proven themselves, so um, there's more foundation, there's more foundation for it this year, so okay. I, I am I am optimist, optimistic, I've uh, been a little bit worried that uh, if Troy was to leave, the whole basis is that Vidra's, if we're playing 4 3 3, Vidra's going to fill the gaps that's fine. You've got great wide players, Vidra through middle and favourite position, but I haven't been overly impressed with him so far in three seasons. So but you think what if, you know, I mean, he I has played wide, yeah, but he's also yeah. not up today's place through the middle, and I haven't been impressed at all. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's just a fitness thing they've been doing a lot of intense training by all accounts so hopefully it's just a fitness thing and they're just getting rid of the rust and come August the 9th they're going to be firing like you say it's August the 9th we're not far away from the start of the season <coughs> is there anything different now than you thought it would be at the end of last season if you know what I mean when you looked at, when you said at the end of last season what you expected us to be starting this season is there anything different to that or has it panned out as you, you know what not overly because towards the end of last season I heard from people at the club that we're confident we're going to get Vidra back confident we're getting Toza um, we're going to try and get championship you know players of championship know-how um, I, half of me was thinking oh, ok I've kind of heard that before and it hasn't really happened so I wasn't sure but to be fair they've based on the sort of noises and off the record chats I've sort of had with people they've pretty much stuck to kind of what they were saying they've got Toza they've got Vidra they've brought in players with championship knowledge and to be fair I think Sonino has the squad now you know, he's got the squad that should really be competing. So um, I don't think he's had his pre-season. He's got the squad. So I think it's now just time to deliver, isn't it? Really. You mentioned the manager there, Frank. I mean, I remember leaving the Huddersfield game like pretty much everyone else. Deep depths of despair. Adamant he was going to be sacked. Yeah. But to be honest, I thought he would probably go. I felt you know that the way they capitulated in those last towards the end of the season was so bad that, that perhaps there was nowhere for him to go. But He's here. Um, he's, by all accounts, sort of making the right noises in, in, the, in the paper, on the website, and so on and so forth. How have you picked, what have you picked up about the positivity around him and how he's getting on with the players? Well, I think the, his, his English is better. It still needs to get better, I think. I think it's a lot better than it was. It still needs to get better. To be fair to him, I had a lot of sympathy for him towards the end of the season because the players pretty much just switched off after yeah. QPR. And yeah. it, unless he was saying something completely to the press that he was to the players, it wasn't down to him. He was absolutely devastated after each of those games and was really sort of pushing for them to improve, and, and they didn't. So I didn't really blame him for that. Obviously, there was the noises that maybe he'd had fallings out in the dressing room and everything. But now he's got the squad. He's had his pre-season. Um, so it's time, time for him to deliver. I don't think he'd have any excuses now. You know, he's got, he's got, an, he's got a full-time English teacher to help him sort of learn, learn the language. He's had a summer to learn the language. They've given him a squad with championship know-how. He's had the whole pre-season to get him fit. So, yeah, I re- as a person, I really, really like him. I really hope that he, you know, achieves promotion. Um, and I think he's got all the tools now. So if he doesn't, I think it's down to, I think it's down to him. How long will he have? How long do you reckon he'd have? But I hate to ask that question. Do you reckon he'd get the whole season? To be honest, I, I don't know because I think, I think the Pozos know that they've given him the squad. You know, they've given him all the tools he needs. Um, they've stuck by him when, like, like Mike said, you know, if they've got rid of him after those three games, you'd say, well, there was some reason to do that. Um, if 
that they want automatic promotion this season. You know, they've given them the squad, they've spent the money, um, you know, not directly, but they've spent the money in, you know, in terms of recruiting and wages and whatnot. So if, it, if after 12 games they're near the bottom of the table, then no, he's definitely not going to stay. Um, but I'm pretty confident that he, I think, I think he can do the job. Put yourself in his shoes for a moment. Are we missing anyone? Missing any players? Uh, personally, I don't think so. But uh, I've heard from sort of the club that they were looking at more um, sort of attack-minded midfielders. Personally, I don't think they need them. Uh, but that's what I've sort of heard is that they're looking for another, maybe maybe even another two, one or two. That's pretty greedy, isn't it? Oh, that's what I think, to be honest. I always feel sorry for the Tokyo because they always keep oh, bringing they always keep bringing midfielders in, and I always feel a bit sorry for him. He, for me, if if he gets games, he's going to be the standout player this year because he, if, if he actually gets the games, he could easily just fly. I think with him is that you can never ever question his mentality, his work rate, which I think traditionally with Watford fans, that's kind of one of the things you want, isn't yeah, it? You know, um, if you, you know, everyone loves a trier, don't they? And he's definitely a trier. Um, at times, I think his passing's been a bit sloppy, but he seems to have been a bit better this pre-season, to be fair. And he loves a dinky ball over the top of the goalkeeper. There's only one thing people love more than a trier, and that's a Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Last question then, Frank. <laughs> Where's he going to be on August the 9th? August the 9th? Yeah. I think he might be here still, August the 9th. August the 31st is a different one. Um, look, I, it depends on what happens. If Remy, if Remy stays at QPR, Everton got... Have they got Lukaku yeah, now? Everton have got Lukaku now. If Leicester decide, look, we don't want to spend the money, we've already spent it on a Joa, then you're looking at it, you're saying, well, where, where does he go? If Remy goes, if Martinez decides, actually, I want another striker to supplement him, um, and Leicester say, well, actually, yeah, we've got a bit more money, then there's three clubs there who potentially have got the money to pay to sign him. Um, so I think it depends on those clubs, really. If they're willing to pay the, the money that the Pozos want, then he will potentially be gone if, if they're not willing to meet, meet their sort of valuation then he's going to stay um, like I say based on Vitra so far in this pre-season I'm kind of more hopeful that he stays than I maybe I was, I was initially I was thinking if, if they're playing 4-3-3 with Vidra through the middle I don't really want Vidra on the left I was thinking Vidra through the middle I don't really want Vidra on the left Dini through the middle maybe it'll be alright if Troy goes but I, I think you can see in the games when Troy doesn't play how important he is so as, as a person as well I hope Troy stays but equally the other side of it is as a person, you kind of wish it in all the success. So yeah, it's, that, it's that difficult balance, isn't it? So yeah. I think everyone would echo that sentiment. Go on then, prediction for the season? Automatic promotion. Yeah. That's the attitude we love. There he is, Frank, as he said at the start of the uh, little chat, he's tempered his enthusiasm <laughs> and he's just going to go for automatic. He's not predicting champions. No, I'm not going to go for winners. Yeah, first or second. You're listening to From the Rookery End. Tweet us at Watford Podcast. Like us on Facebook and visit us on fromtherookeryend.com. The game finishes at Bournemouth. Coventry against Watford, Watford against Coventry, I'm not quite sure which order meant to put them in. Suitable for the nomadic existence <laughs> that Coventry are leading, leading at the moment. It's a sad, sad thing. It uh, is actually, yeah. And uh, it, we, we ended 1-0 to Coventry with an, an early goal and nothing much happened. Second half was, was, was better than the first. Um, I, I think the magic came from, from Diego Fabrini. Do you agree, Michael? He certainly showed a bit of, uh, a bit of talent. He showed um, pace, he showed effort as well, which a lot of Watford fans listening might be slightly surprised to, to hear about. The guy's obviously got talent. Um, yeah. It's just about whether he can 
he can cut it in the Championship and whether and whether there's a place for him in, the, in this Watford side. Very difficult to judge on, on that performance too. No, 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 you have to make the absolute judgments. One game of football, you have to make a really clear judgment of one game of football, Michael. Is he going to have a good season or not? Uh, yes. Yes, he is. Uh, David uh, Ken Walker from uh, Wigan up still with us. Um, now, you're a Watford fan. Are you excited about the season coming up as everyone else? I'm, I'm not that excited, really. I, I'm still feeling my fingers burnt from, from getting so carried away last season, you know, really thinking we were going to storm the division and just watching it all crumble before our very eyes. Um, which, but, but, you know, a lack of expectations, I don't think, can never be a bad thing, though, actually, yeah. having said that. So, Is that a survival uh, mechanism? You think? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, reasonably opti- I'm optimistic that we'll be better than last season, certainly. Um, but there's still, you know, you just look at the team and the, the signings have been, all have been decent. You know, the, 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 the fact that most of them have played in the Championship before and know English football is, is certainly a positive. But you still don't really know what necessarily is the best 11, what team's going to be played against Bolton on the, in the first game. What team are we going to have at the end of August? You're talking about Fabrini. I like him. I think he's got something to offer with the, in the right setup, with the right management. And you know, but is he going to be it? You could quite easily see him going out on loan to Italy on August 31st at like 10 to midnight. You wouldn't be surprised, would you? So, I'm, um, I mean, I'm. But the unknown and the yeah, I, I really players, don't yeah. know how it's going to go. We, we could just as easily have a great season and be right up there with with, with teams towards the top end of the division or or middling about like we were last last season. Dave, Dave's had a very good job there, saying you know there's a lack of expectation. I would dispute that a hundred percent. I think there is every expectation, certainly within the club from the Potsdam family, that this year we have to make a very very serious challenge. And I think that has been reflected in in the, in the players that they've brought in. They, they've made will have made significant effort to get Vidra back because you know there's a lot of talk about him wanting to be elsewhere and so on and so forth. What offers he got? Who knows? But. They will have made an effort to get him back on in the Watford shirt, and they've signed people like Lloyd Dyer, who would have would have needed some persuading possibly. And uh, and Gomez has come down from a from a Premier League club, all right? He wasn't getting he wasn't getting uh, first team football. But you know, again, these are very very positive steps taken by the owners that uh, will not come at not inconsiderable cost, um, and they will expect. Watford to do well this year and I think the fans have a right to, 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 to follow in their footsteps and to, to mirror that expectation I don't think we're going to romp it um, if someone asked me where we're going to finish I would say hopefully we're going to finish in the playoffs um, but I think we'd all be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't expect us to, to challenge totally agree that we've got to be better than last year but that is an, an absolute bare minimum if we, I mean, if we didn't finish in the top half this year I'd be very very disappointed and very very surprised I'm more in David's camp. I think it will be good, but I'm not. Well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not. going to take on that expectation. Misery, not misery, but it, it, it is. I think it's a protective survival thing. I, I want to see the four win, four first wins in the first four games, and then I will believe 100% that this is the season. What for definitely going up? I, uh, I'm in preparation for today's game to get myself in the mood. I, I apologise for, for it being so late, but I listened to the to your last podcast from last season, the, the top ten of last season, yeah. and I know it was right after the Huddersfield game, Mike, and you were very. Disappointed, <laughs> but you said I can't see Beppe Senior being a manager that takes Watford to promotion. I mean, do you still feel that way? Because he's the one I'm—I I like him. He's got a lot of passion, and and he—I'm he, I'm drawn to him as a personality. But I'm, I'm not sure what his plan is necessarily, and I—I I have my doubts over him long term. I agree. There's still there's still doubts in, in my mind. I think 
Um, the summer has eased my um, frustration somewhat, I think, but, but those old and those niggling doubts still remain. And we got here today and we saw the sort of 4 3 3 playing with um, Vidya, Anya, and, and Dyer up front, weren't they, to start with? And it didn't look like it was working, and I think he's been persisting with that a little bit. And I don't know, it's, it's very, very difficult to judge on, on pre season games because they're, they're, they're glorified fitness, they're glorified yeah, training sessions. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I th- I'm with you on that. I think there are niggling doubts as to as to as to whether he's the man. He's got a, a magical magical array of ingredients at his fingertips. Is he is he a McDonald's chef or is he? Um, I was going to say Louis Theroux, but he's an investigative journalist. Um, Jean Michel, whatever his name. You know, is he? Can he get, can he get, make all these blend all these amazing ingredients and get an amazing dish, or is he just sort of going to going to chop and change and get something that's, that's parcel? Is he going to do a sandwich or is he going to do a three course meal? Whatever's going to happen this season, Mike, it's going to be tasty. <laughs> let's hope so. Mike, let's hope so. Uh, we're going to be up with a pop of full on, not pre season podcast as this one has been uh, at the Bolton game. Jason will be back from his uh, extra summer holidays. Uh, hopefully, he'll get his fitness uh, done in time, up to scratch. But John and Dave, I've got to say, come on, this is pre season. If you can't be confident and happy and excited before, I know we just see Watford lose again. Um, <laughs> but this is, anything's possible. Anything's possible. We haven't lost yet this season. We haven't even conceded a goal yet this season. We could go through the whole year. So you're not ruling out relegation then. <laughs> Never really that really good. We want for sports. We know better than that. But come on, I think people listening will be expecting to, to hear us being upbeat yeah. and excited. We've had a, we've had a good we've had a good close season. The Postos have delivered on their promises again. They've brought in players with experience, which is what we all wanted. Dave, you're right. Question mark over Sonino. He's going to have a chance to prove it very very quickly. We need to hit the ground running. This is a team that, that runs on confidence. If we if we start well. This could well be our year. There's no reason with these guys that we've got that, that we can't do that. And the football season's nearly here. Let's just let's enjoy it. I just want to see real football. Real football, Mike. That's all I want. Real football. And then I'll believe. Hallelujah. Come on, Leon. John has spoken. From the rookery end, John, Mike and Jason. It's their take on life as a Watford fan.